train ride from Berlin. Oh, here we go. We're going to do the bonus show for you. Oh, I'm sorry. So I just thought, I, I guess I'm the only person who thinks that bonus shows are still very serious shows. That we yeah, man, we're from Germany. Yeah, I eat jelly donuts for breakfast. It's crazy long. First Beer of all, Mike is, Mike is from jamaica That's a different country. Berlin. <laughs> okay, I will... I'm here to review the shows that were based on comic books. And you two knuckleheads, you goddamn jesters, can do whatever you want, I guess. Okay, we shall do that. We get to tell the king what's wrong with him, and that is our job, and he laughs. Oh, I, yeah, go ahead. Tell me what's wrong with me. And I, let's see if I laugh. You're fat and old, and nobody likes you. That's not, that's not what's wrong with me. That's what's great about me. We have suddenly become Lars from a <laughs> Fat Camp or whatever that mo- heavyweights. That's what the name of the movie was. Uh, Lars and the Fat Girl. Yes, yes, you're both characters from that movie. Yes, the prequel. <laughs> Before she went on that special diet, oh, she, was, she took the Atkins. So the point of the prequel was that you should not go with fat girls. You should go with fake girls instead. Yeah, it was shallow housing. <laughs> it's regular '90s movies. They don't know how to send moral messages yet. Okay, so hold on. The shallow house sequel was the <laughs> Lars and the Real Girl prequel. Shared yeah. universe, my friend. Yeah, in Berlin, everything's shared universe. If American movie come in no shared universe, we make sequel and prequel and share everything. And I'm sorry, both of you are saying that both of your names are Chad Universe? Chad Universe! Yeah, I'm Chad Universe, and he's Chad Universe. It's very subtle. Yeah. We're kings of subtlety! He has umlaut, I do not. So you guys are both kings of like uh, hot-flavored water that does not have a lot of taste? Yeah. Yeah. Subtlety. Yes? Good? Are we good? I do, Are I you spilling like that him. subtlety? We will now move on from the intro, and we'll now move into the part of the show where we talk about the shows that we watched this week. Wait, hold on. I get it. I'm going to do a voice now. Can we do it? No. Oh. <laughs> now we're here in the shortened poll list where we talk about the final shows that we watched this week. Your first show this week is The Gifted. You don't want to just start over with Supergirl? No, I think we're Manchester good. Black. Manchester Black. Black in it. Manchester Black in, in it. it. Manchester Black. Mary Poppins. Nope, not going to do that. We're instead starting with The Charlie Gifted. Charlie Bucket. I swear to God. Is this payback for everything I've ever done in my life? Two, so- f- two things are going to happen. You're going to watch Snatch, and then you're going to love Snatch. I've no, I don't know what's happening. I've lost control it's of this Manchester show. It's Black. Guy Ritchie. I've lost control of this show. This week on The Gifted, after the purifiers attack the mutants, they run to join the Morlocks, braiding themselves with an M on their cheeks, which makes Marcus real pissed off. The pure- M is my thing for that Marcus. That's my letter. Yeah, that's ha- that happened last week. This week, the purifiers attack another stronghold, and some mutants died, and Reed used his powers, but he couldn't turn them off. Meanwhile, Esme reveals that the triplets were originally quintuplets, and the other two died when they killed their handos off, and Esme felt their deaths. When they killed the other two, like they, because they had five and now they're three. So two, if you start with five yes. and you kill two, how many uh, siblings do you have? I'm not five? here but to do math. Yeah. But you said a gibberish word in your intro. You said when they jerk Thanos off. So <laughs> yeah. like, what did you actually say? When they killed their handlers off. When they, when they killed, killed their, their handlers, handlers off. off. Yeah. So they killed their handlers, but in the process, two of their siblings died. Got it. My moment of the week this week was uh, when uh, right in the middle, a guy whose name was uh, Hans Gruberman, he showed up. 
and he was like, "Hello, I am mutant from Berlin. <laughs> I come in. I I make sure that everyone have mutant powers in Berlin. Every mutant is fine. We have no purifiers there." And it was a good time. And then um, he everyone's like, "Hey, weren't like the Nazis like killing mutants and that Magneto's whole thing?" And then everyone's like, "No, you can't say that name here, Magneto." Yeah, I, I love how. Like the purifiers is a perfect name for like a uh, supremacy group because uh-huh. they always try to think of the toughest thing, yeah. but they end up so- sounding like somebody who just like filters water. Like the purifiers is perfect. The yeah. purifiers, the Britas. <laughs> uh, that show, The Gifted, is on Monday nights on Fox. Your next show this week is Daredevil. On the third episode of the third season of Daredevil, Matt takes out half a dozen FBI agents to try and get Fisk before telling Foggy he's alive, but he can never be mad again. Karen keeps disregarding her boss's direct orders, but never gets punished, and we learn Dex is a fucking creepazoid. Test buds, I ask you this. Your best friend tells you they're back from the dead, but cannot be friends with you anymore. Do you A, back away slowly because you think you're insane and they're definitely still dead? B, tell them there's better ways to break up with a friend? Or C, tell them, no, I'm back from the dead, and you can't be friends with me anymore. Brainiac. Ooh. It's literally always Brainiac. Yeah. It's always Brainiac. I mean, he's the 13th level intellect, so that yeah. has to be the answer. Uh, I was clearly going to say A or B or fuck you. Those are usually the three things I say to you. But see, you know what I'm doing. See, yeah. I'm taking charge of this situation. If somebody's being a dumb dickhead, be a dumb dickhead right back to their face. Turn those tables like you're a lazy Susan. There's been three separate plot lines, Matt, Foggy, Karen, Fisk, four separate plot lines. And in this one, for no reason, Matt shows up to a drunk Foggy just to say we can't be friends. There was no reason to do that. Yes, There's Fog- no reason. Foggy was Foggy. And do you think that he did that because in that style, because he's been Fisking all day, mm-hmm. which means obviously he's imagining a uh, like phantom kingpin around right. him giving him advice. So he wanted Foggy to think that he was that to him? He f- It felt like when he... When Foggy said, this isn't real, there's a beat, and you could see Matt clockwork turning and be like, should I just say, this isn't real, but still ignore Fist. Yeah, the amount of times that uh, Matt went, you're blind, too. That's a show I would watch. It's Matt Murdock just going around trying to convince everyone in New York City that they're blind, too, so that he has even more of an advantage. When we all think we're blind, the real blind man is, what the fuck am I doing here? But what's bullshit is, Fuck Matt in, in ways that I think works for the show because Matt is an arrogant bastard and he's trying to kill Matt Murdock, as he said. Uh, he's met Foggy before and Karen. Just because Matt says, don't do this for your own safety, they're not going to stop. That might make them dig their heels in harder. That's the, that, I think that's the issue with this show is that it is good at stuff, but then like then remembers that it's a show uh-huh. or that it has to do like normal show things. And then that just leads to stupid things. If you're going to do that other stuff, you can't then go do this stuff. If you're going to make Matt go off the deep end, that's interesting. Right. But then all the other stuff is like, oh, okay. So not only is he insane, but then he also thinks everybody else is insane and also blind. And, and not in an interesting way. I was so looking forward to Karen and Foggy starting to hear rumors and then being like, there's no way it's Matt. There's no way. We got to check with all the other. Is it Luke? No, Luke's being a gangster. Is it Danny? No, he's doing his own thing. Like, it has to be a new guy. Like, convincing themselves Matt is definitely dead because there's no fucking way this prick would not be dead and not come and hang out with them. Yeah. And, like, were, would the rumors be started by Matt? 
because there's so there's like three times in this particular episode where he just puts a hat on and walks away from a situation. Right, like Karen or Foggy's like four feet Can't away. Can't be part from. of the story. Can't be part of the story. <laughs> but like. He understands that he's blind. They're not, right? They're not. Like he's gonna get well, caught just by standing there peeing on a. I think he building. forgets because he can sense everything. He forgets how actual vision works, and that they just can look to the left and be like, "That's fucking Matt in a homeless outfit." And yeah, he's not wearing like uh, a classic fake mustache. He's in uh, Marvel Universe uh, cloak, right. which is hat and jacket. Hat and jacket. That. And I, when he was talking to the once and future Bullseye. Uh, who's saying? Wait, you think he used to be? <laughs> he used to be bullseye. Yeah. Shall be again. Uh, when he's talking to now Agent Poindexter. <laughs> come on, guys. First thought, worst thought. <laughs> His name is Agent Nerdlinger Poindexter. Yeah, and so he will never be evil. Uh, and it's funny because Matt does not have his glasses on, does not be have a cane because he's trying to blend in, even though he looks like a homeless person in the five seasons. Uh, but his eyes are still Googling everywhere while Bullseye is staring at him being like, something's up with this guy. By that, you mean his eyes are looking up information on the internet? Just constantly. Yeah. He's future tech. Have you guys seen that James Harden like, car insurance commercial where there's a robot and the robot breaks? And the way that it breaks is just shoots milk out of its eyeballs? Ew. No. No. It's fucking horrifying. What's your moment of the week? Are we already there? Yeah. Uh, I think that my moment of the week is Matt and Foggy's meeting again. And so many parts of it. Bullshit cockiness, uh, being like, "Hey, Foggy." He starts it off like a YouTube video, yeah, and then just sits down and, "Hey, uh, I'm going to tell you how it's going to be. I'm your friend. You thought I was dead. I'm not. Do what I say. I'm out. Murdoch out." And what he says is that Matt Murdoch isn't coming back. I'm leaving behind. And Foggy, we're rarely on Foggy's side. Gives the biggest, "What is this bullshit?" Eye roll that I love. Even though he's drunk, he still nails that. <laughs> One other moment of the week. Uh, I'll take yours, Mike. Please. Is the Wilson Fisk imagination uh-huh. in Murdoch's head is like hack and boring. Right. It's not Rick Grimes' dead dream. Right. But what I do like about it, what I started to notice is that Matt Murdoch has this idea of Wilson Fisk mm-hmm. in his head. And that's how bad guys work. You know, bad guys need to think of each other or villains or people that hate each other need to think of each other in two dimensional ways, right. which his imagination is. In the meantime, we're watching Wilson Fisk as a fully fleshed out character. Asking about the families of the agents who have died. Right. Uh, and being like as good of a person as he can be, but I've meaning it in those sentences. Yeah. It was an interesting juxtaposition for sure. Where uh, like his imagination was like, uh, you should go kill some people, you bitch. Also, there's something on your shirt. Oh, got your you nose, got you, idiot. You blind asshole. <laughs> Uh, Daredevil is on. No, I have a real moment of the week. Oh, sorry. I, I, I said took, I'm pretty sure I took it. And I'm not, I do not allow that. Uh, Overconfident Foggy walked into the DA's office, and he went, he's so, like, whiny Foggy sucks, but overconfident Foggy sucks so much the show knows it. Because he goes, I'm on your team now. You didn't ask for me. You don't have to pay me, but I'm going to help you put Fisk behind bars. And the guy's just like, fuck you get off my turf. That's another uh, example of the camera lingering too long because it should cut right to the lawyer or mm-hmm. the DA or whoever it is saying, of course, Foggy, but it holds on Foggy and he says all this confident stuff and then his lip starts quivering. He's like, oh, <laughs> oh what did I do? This is normal Foggy behavior. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Daredevil is now on Netflix all the time. It was and a good just, app. Just watch it. Was it. Good. Yeah. It, Daredevil is good again. Watch it. It's good. You'll like it. Uh, your next and final show this week is... What could it be? Oh, I don't know, guys. I think it's uh, it starts with an R, then it goes with an I, and then a V. I'm not going to do the rest of this. It's Riverdale. Rare Devil? This week on Riverdale, the show gives us a Breakfast Club flashback where all the kids play their parents enjoying a game of Griffins and Gargoyles. 
complete with 80 soundtrack and special intro card. Oh! Wherein it is revealed that one of the kids' teachers was killed while they played the game, and they all agreed never to talk about it again. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Will there ever be an episode of television more tailor-made just for me than this? It was Taylor definitely tailor-made. Tailor-made. Because, oh. Mike, his name is Taylor. That's me. I did not know that was this guy's yeah, name. You've been calling him <laughs> Greg for like six years. Then who's the other Greg? That's Taylor. <laughs> oh, sh- fuck. Classic mix-up. It was delightful all the build-up to the musical episode i think this episode actually paid the other the the musical episode could not pay off all the things it cashed yeah you guys get what i'm trying to say yes uh, the musical episode was not just try hard it was try hard with a vengeance yes Yes. and this was try hard too perfect this was fucking spectacular because you know what they weren't capable of doing a musical. Like no. they just didn't have that talent, and that's fine. Not everybody does. We do the musical version of Superhero Hour. It was coming out in like I'm gonna say two weeks. Let's yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. But Riverdale may not have that talent. It's got the talent for this for sure. Oh my god! It already fucks with era and like bombastic uh, archetypes. And to fuck, it, there's no way you're not gonna be delightful to be like, oh, you're used to. Uh, Betty this way, now she's this way. You're used to Cheryl this way, now she's this way. It's delightful. It's she was a hall monitor. It's basically a TV show that said, we're going to double down on stupid, and then I'm going to take an episode to double down on double down on stupid. Oh, it was so incredible. And a thing that it really, truly showed me is that every episode for the rest of the show, Archie should try to act like Luke Perry. Mm. Okay, so... There were some shots he looked like young Luke Perry. That yeah. was fucking crazy. Is that a cheat, though? Because all these other people were trying to like watch their older parents, the, the actors who portray their older parents, whereas Archie just got to go pop in a 90210 DVD and, and work it out. And he I'm was Dylan great, McKay. though. Like, the way his brow like wrinkled... He oh. looked 80, and he normally yeah. doesn't look 80. It's that moment when he stepped up to... Jughead slash FP and went, let's get naked. <laughs> yes, and they went streaking together. And that the, was the moment I was like, Archie should do this every episode. The way that he would only call uh, Jughead, Brenda, and Kelly, <laughs> that was amazing. It, he did uh, KP Apka, Applejacks. What's this guy's name? KJ yeah. Applejack. No, no, no. It's, K- it's KP Applejack. I was stunned how well he could do because. I do think shitty writing of Archie makes us think KP Applejacks is not a good actor, and I this made me think he's better than we've thought. He is definitely better. Yeah, I think he is better, and I think it actually makes me feel like his performance as Archie is even better than I thought it was. Because now I'm like, this is like a very specific character choice that you're making to make this dude well, more, the dumbest, I, most white bread person imaginable. And or Archie less Archie. More Archie, less Archie, for sure. And I do think it's just the show didn't know what to do with him in the first season. Because Even though he's the lead character. This season, I think I'm into all of Archie's weird moves. Now him in prison, prison, knowing more than anybody else and being like, here's how much you should hit me. Not telling the guy that he's going to knock his fucking socks off in a second. Archie in prison rules. Okay, so yes, KJ Applejacks did a good job of being Dylan McKay. Yes. Mm-hmm. But all of the trophies... Go to Betty as Alice. Oh, that shit. was spectacular. She was. Oh, yeah. She had a. Everybody else looked like. Oh, here's how I should act right now. Yes. But she became a different character. Yes. Jughead, like Archie had, or KJ Applejacks had, not Uh Jughead had Scream. Uh huh. Yeah. Didn't seem like he watched it. No, uh, yeah, he did the least. And Betty was not doing Alice Cooper. Betty was just doing a, a different character, and she was great. Her eye rolls, everything. Uh, it was what would. Al- it's not. Here's this person. But they're young now. It's what would that character be like at seventeen, and that right. is very different. And that she had the, and because it was Alice telling the story, it helped 
that Betty had to carry the emotion arc. So to do all the sass and the, oh, fuck, I'm pregnant, and crushing every second of it. And if you look at it like that, so we're in Betty's mind uh-huh. imagining her mom's story. Right. And now we're dealing with the fact that she is thinking at the same time, uh, my mom was a dipshit. My mom was kind of badass. And that is the yeah. character that we got. It Honestly, I would watch a How I Met Your Mother style spinoff where they just did the entire story of these parents with Betty every now and then just they cut to her like eating popcorn on the couch. Like, well, then what happened? Like, <laughs> who, like whose baby was it? Like, what's going on? Everything from her saying like, oh, my God, you fucking nerds to the end saying like, I don't know. What are you? How? What do you want to go on a date? Like, it was all spectacular. Oh, man. <sighs> the, the the most insane thing, and because it's Riverdale, we give it a pass, and I don't even know if it's bad that we do, is it's batshit that it took three seasons to decide to say that they were the closest people who have ever been close <laughs> and never talk about it ever again. Fuck you a little. It's happy endings. Remember that time we were all on Real World and we <laughs> yeah. just haven't talked about it in six years? I like. I honestly, I kind of love it because it's like, why not just do this episode? Like, no, the episode is great. It was delightful. I yeah. had a blast with it. But then I started trying to think about the like continuity and went, stop. You're just gonna give well, yourself a headache. They, they even threw in a little bit of continuity, right? Where they did like, yeah, the uh, like Sheriff Keller and uh-huh. Mayor McCoy have always been like together, and like like this couple has always been together, and like this. It, they, and one night we all railed. Yeah, <laughs> and, but even more than that, like the stuff that I will typically roll my eyes at in an episode like this I still loved the like obliga- five, 20 under 20 yes I mean that's classic Riverdale but the obligatory things of having Josie's mom what's Josie's her name Sabrina mom. the mayor uh, the mayor, mayor. Uh, somebody saying I think I'll run for mayor and her saying mayor ew. I would never <laughs> do that that stuff, oh. that even that stuff worked. The yeah. and the, the weird emotional moments not just Alice and, and realizing she's a human being but uh, watching FP jump from Archie to full-on gangster yeah. and grab the beer knowing he doesn't really want the beer. Fuck that hurt. Oh, and, and Penelope Blossom? Uh, okay, us, did we know that no. the Blossom parents were no, Blossom dude. siblings? No, we that did not. That fucked me up. That was a fucking bombshell, and I fucking lost And her being like, I'd rather mind. fucking marry my brother than have to deal with the real world again because the real world is scary. It, it made me actually care about Penelope Blossom in a way that I have not the entire run of the show. She was just a stone-cold monster, and now I'm like, fuck, I understand why you're a stone-cold monster. And was young Mr. Blossom Jason? Was that yes. the same actor? Cool. Oh, I didn't even back. notice that. Yeah, way back. to go, show. Yeah, I was like, all right, cool. I, I do like how they didn't explain it. They're just like, there's a young Doily, there's a young Reggie. We don't need to mention who any of these guys are. They're just yeah. here, too. Young Reggie had yellow glasses, sunglasses in the locker room. That's how you knew it yeah. was a different He's time. He's young. Yeah, it's it's different. Like, sometimes some of these people's collars is big. But what, what this, and it's not, it makes sense for this show. Alice, adult Alice thinks there's a person she used to be friends with going around killing people and isn't going to do anything about it. She's just saying, Betty, stop trying. That, because they all spit in each other's hands? Like, I wanted Benny to dig in a little and be like, yeah. At least grab a knife and cut some hand and make some blood packs. Yeah, make a blood pack. Don't do that gross spit shit. But Alice is just like, somebody's murdering somebody, but we should back off. It, well, it does make me wonder if, because I think everyone else probably thinks that. I'm wondering if they are going to dig into the supernatural shit. And if Alice being at the farm, if there is something up at that farm, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if Alice, thinking back, does think 
that this is supernatural and evil and that's why she's like it's not someone i know like just stay out of this because we don't want to even truck with this well it's important to note a couple of things one there's nothing supernatural going on and two shut the fuck up i think, totally is i think that you can explain explain all of sorry to go ricky ricardo there i think we can explain everything that alice is doing uh by one of two things either uh i'm a mom now which means i'm a totally different person right or two uh, just straight repression. Like, this was trauma, and now it's gonna. Uh-huh. Rhea. Uh, how did you guys feel about... I think this is the fourth or fifth show that we watched for this show that has used Spandau Ballet's uh, True so far. <laughs> Into it. Yeah. One good song. Well, I was... That part was a little weird. First of all, there was nothing new in the soundtrack. It was all the hack songs that you would pick. Right. Oh, of course, which are all my favorite songs. But also Betty... Or, I'm sorry, Alice was grunge. But the soundtrack was all like four years before. They that. don't know what the '90s are because they said 1993, and then Did all they? the yeah, and then all the music was ba, straight ba, ba, 80s. Oh yeah, no, I was like, this is definitely the '80s. Yeah, because the soundtrack sounded like that. Yeah, and the intro looked like that. Oh, but man. that so that seemed like Saved by the Bell, which I yeah. give this straddle '80s and '90s, and I, I was like, well, I guess in the early '90s, grunge wasn't everywhere. It took another beat, so yeah. it makes sense of that. But Alice. It, I didn't hear them say 1993, so I pegged it as like. 88 or 89 is where I I'm pretty sure show. Alice said 93. Okay. Uh, that Or we, Alice is just so, like, it was 88, but Alice is so ahead. She's she so already ahead. knows a grunge. She already yeah. cobains she's it so, up. She's she so nice. already knows how to tie that flannel around her waist. A hard thing. Towards the end, Alice is talking to Betty, and she says, swear to me, you won't keep investigating. Are One, I do love. kidding me I right love now? that Betty's like, Betty said yeah. that. <laughs> you know me. But also, it's impossible for me to hear any character ever say, swear to me, without... Swear to me. Exactly like that. I was like, why did she just growl at her daughter? She didn't. That's just how I hear that phrase from now. Yeah. That's just how that thing works. So the end of the episode ends with Betty going down to the fuck bunker and the funker fucked her. Fucker. We'll we'll workshop it. She met the fucker. Uh, And Jughead is playing the game with other people. And Cole Sprouse is doing some of his acting and his acting of all time. Hardest acting. It seemed like he was mocking people who were actually into D&D. Yeah. Do or you, heroin. Do you guys think that that is a real thing that's happening, or is that another Betty is having a hallucination uh, seizure thing? I, I mean, the first thing I thought was those were ghosts, or <laughs> I guess hallucinations. Yeah. I, I don't know, because I, I am also the proponent of no supernatural, so I guess I have to do hallucinations, because babies don't float on fire, bitches. Babies don't float on fire. I've but tried. they did? Uh, I think what I want, other be, so because I don't buy Jughead, even with all of his issues getting actually into this game, is that he's trying to trick people who are into this game that he's also into it to also learn what's going on. Uh, yeah. There, I, I, whatever happens, I don't believe that he is actually crazy and into this the way that it's making it He seem. looks, it's like a, one of those movies where like an undercover drug cop uh-huh. starts oh, getting yeah. high on his own supply or like... That's what it looks like is that, like, no, I'm still okay, but, but now he is fucking, he's hooked. He's he got the blue th- lips. He thinks he's okay. Yeah. He's full on blue lips. Oh, he's going full. Can we call going full blue lips? Like, what is that? When you do too many poppers, right? Yeah. Go full. Oh, they had their own jingle jangle. Oh, right. It was like poppy fizzers or some yeah, shit. F- fizzle pops or whatever the fuck. Oh, my God. And everybody knew not to do it, but Hiram was like, yeah, baby, do that shit. We could turn this episode into a drinking game of what has correlations that nothing this town ever changes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, because in that meeting, like in their breakfast club detention meeting, they were all like, no, nah, we got plans. Every motherfucker stayed in that town. All of them. Oh, and, and you know, I... 
in like 20 years, we're going to have the like Twin Pinks The Return uh-huh. for this show, and they're all going to be right back there. They're going to get some new hot bods, and the show starts over, and I get to do this all over again. Speaking of Breakfast Club real quick, the best Breakfast Club moment was not Anthony Michael Hall stunt casting, which is fine, but it was uh, watching a more accurate thing of watching Emilio Estevez, Jughead, or FP, become Bender. That's what is most likely to happen. Is that he is the jock until jocks aren't smart and they like then he becomes the bender. Uh-huh. You know, I think I thought that was a good touch of twisting Breakfast Club. Oh uh, yeah, that in bit where FP joined the serpents broke me. And then him saying, "But my son will never do this." Oh man, that was uh that was rough. It was a good episode. It was a fantastic episode of Riverdale. Oh, and then the other part, of course, where somebody took a jug full of jelly beans and put it on their head. He was like, oh, I'm going to name both my kids after this. Okay, we got comic book Jughead Crown well, as FP. Oh, I fucking absolutely. loved that. So loved that. let's do, we have to wrap up. Let's do moments of the week. Mike? Uh, mine is, it was, it was super quick, super simple. It was Betty Alice's smile when Penelope Cheryl hit her. And she just, it with the smile went, I've been waiting for anybody to do. And it was just l- fully loving that she got hit and gets to, f- on paper, hit somebody back in the face. It was a great little acting moment. My moment is similar, but I was pretty sure about six minutes in that this is going to be one of the greatest episodes of television I've ever seen. Oh, for sure. But the thing that sold it was about six minutes in where uh, I want to say Alice and Penelope, yeah, get into their second fight. Uh Or no, it's It's Hermione Hermione, and Penelope. And then it cuts to Betty and she rolls her eyes like, here we go again. We needed them to get four more detentions so they could do all the bonding. But the fact that it was because of the second fight between (laughs) the same two people was wonderful. Oh, uh, my moment of the week was if it can't be that they uh, just named it uh, the Fives 20 under 20 or Game Lad or that they named their group the Midnight Club, uh, it is just the first moment that Cheryl walks through the door as Penelope Blossom, the hall monitor, with those big ass fucking glasses and braces. (laughs) And I was like, this is that was the moment I said, I am never going to love a woman as much as I love this episode of television. And I stand by that. I do too. I absolutely believe that's true. Yeah. Riverdale is on Wednesday nights on the CW. Please watch it. Please watch this episode. There's so many hearts coming out of your head. Just just know that this is everything that I want in all of my life. Guys, that is it for this show. This show is brought to you by YourPopFilter.com. It's a website where you can go for all your pop filter needs and your your culture is and stuff, and it's good. And I like it, and it's nice, and you should go there. It's YourPopFilter.com. If you want to shop online, you should go to that website but slash Amazon and make that your Amazon.com bookmark. It's just like shopping online at regular Amazon.com, but you put a little thing in front of it, and it helps us out a little bit. And that's a nice thing for you to do. If you want to help us out in ways that aren't that, you should go to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter and donate some money. And we have good shows and good articles that go up, and they're good, and it's nice. And sometimes there's uh, bonus stuff that you can go there and, and do, and it's good. And sometimes, like, if you donate enough, you can make us do stuff. That's true. Yeah. Like um, eat uh, garbanzo beans. No, we're retiring garbanzo beans. Oh, what are we doing now? Eating collard greens. Oh, fuck. I love collard greens. That's way better than garbanzo beans. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Underrated. Oh, yeah, no. I would absolutely. uh, Yeah, donate to that so that you can make us eat a whole bunch of collard greens because I want to do that and get a whole bunch of, like, uh, kidney stones. That sounds like a great time. Uh, And then we have to eat those kidney stones. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mm, I love my stones. I'm like a little bird. I eat them so that I can help with my digestion. And they, like, 
crushing up all the food in my stomach because birds can't digest right. <laughs> Sucker birds. Stupid birds. <laughs> Their bones are hollow. If you like this show and you want to go to a place where you can watch like little videos and clips of stuff that are this show, then you should go to YouTube.com and search for Your Pop Filter. It's a good place and it's videos and it's nice. If you like social media, go to Twitter.com and it's at Your Pop Filter. It's a, one of the like sites on the Twitter that you can go and we have tweets and they're good and you can listen to us say things about um like what's going on you sound like an old person who's sort of heard of twitter <laughs> yeah that's that's twitter right at your pop filter is the name of that thing um if you want to contact us you can do that at uh contact your pop filter.com it's an email address it goes to smtp server and it pops up in our inbox and we can just respond to it if we want or just read it on shows or if you want to call us you can do 1562 drdjpop he's a little robot man and he takes messages and he doesn't take test messages it's only voice messages that you call and leave for us, and then he delivers them to us on a little reel-by-reel tape, and he's good at it. And one of his hands is surfboard, and his other hands is another Beyonce lyric about uh, cigars on ice. And if you like that, then you should do it. If you like podcasts, podcasts are good. Stop drinking. <laughs> I never will. I'm fine. My I'll never hit my kid like Jughead's dad, dad, grandfather. If you like podcasts, OCD is a good one. Where Mike and Ryan they talk about a show that's called The OC, and I hate it. And it's not a good OC. It's a show. He doesn't hate the podcast. No, it's a good I hate podcast. It comes out every Thursday. Please subscribe, rate, and review to it. Yeah, that show's good. The podcast is good. If you like movies, then he and Ryan and also Greg, who he died and passed away. They do shows that are like, uh, they want to talk about movies about a year. This year they're doing 2004, which is a good year. And a bunch of good movies came out. I was on Million Dollar Baby episode. So listen to that one if you like this. Uh, if you like uh, other stuff that's like me, listen to Dr. Taylor. It's a good show. If you want an unadulterated hour of this. Yeah, if you just like this for a long time, <laughs> once then a month. Tune in tune into that on once a month and it's good. Um we're we're talking about Taylor Dane and sometimes other Taylors and it's a good show where we talk about Taylor's note and sometimes Duran Duran and shows and music and and I do this. And that's shows. Guys, I love it and that's what's happening. Iron Fist is next week. Tune out. What's surfing? <laughs>